You gotta stretch it out, man. You, you've got all of this 24 hours of gaming that you're gonna be doing. You've got to be in good physical condition. All right, I'm setting my timer. We're gonna, we're gonna go, because I'm gonna time you on this. All right, ready, set, go. Why am I running? I'm playing a video game. This doesn't make any sense. Medic, help me. Donate now at ChalkyPlays.com for the kids. Find yourself in the Beachview area of Pittsburgh? Check out the official pizza of this show, Slice on Broadway, sharing an abnormal obsession with pizza we can relate to. Check them out at SliceOnBroadway.com and tell them this show sent you. Want to have your business or podcast featured on the show? Contact us at info at SorgatronMedia.com. Subject line, advertising. Hey guys, welcome back. It's the Indie Mayhem Show. I'm Sorgatron at Sorgatron on the Twitters here, uh, ready to talk indie the stuff we really dig. Uh, the stuff under the radar, uh, of course, uh, with me as usual is Eamon, uh, at Eamon to please from down in San Antonio, Texas, the great commentator for uh, Inspire Pro Wrestling. Yes, indeed, which is something we may be talking about a bit later. Could be a little bit. Might have had a big show over the weekend. And of Might course, have just had a big show. <laughs> and of course, myself, I'm a, a video producer for uh, International Wrestling Cartel, Renegade Wrestling Alliance, plus other uh, wrestling productions over the years, including Montreal Theory, Finding Zach Gallon, stuff like that, uh, and, and a bit more. It's not all I do, but it's what I love to do. Uh, and also uh, with us, uh, a special guest to help out for the interview because uh, somebody who who's who also knows our guest for this week a good bit and he joined us he joins us sometimes he joined us last week talking about uh some uh, uh wrestling news uh is aaron west uh does a lot of sound for uh wrestling around the area especially with the renegade wrestling alliance how you doing sir i'm doing well uh yeah like you said i'm doing music for renegade wrestling alliance i just had a did a two-day show down in West Virginia, nice. and I survived. Nice, so. nice. Uh, so basically, if you haven't checked out this show before, uh, we are guys that work in, at least on the fringe. We're not in the ring. We're not those guys. Uh, but we love being around it, and we love talking about it. And we figured we'd separate this out from our usual wrestling show and make sure everybody involved and talk to some of the people that we encounter uh, out there of co- as well. Uh, of course, uh, thanks a lot to Basic Sickness for the intro song. Uh, check out more of his stuff at, for free. Download at basicsickness.com and support him if you see any shows in the Pittsburgh area of course um you can check us out we're over at wrestlingmayhemshow.com you can check out this and other wrestling related shows and content that we're producing over there you can also drop us an email at goodtimesatwrestlingmayhemshow.com just make sure to tag that indie in the subject line uh so we know it's for this show and not any of the other ones and you can drop us a line at 412-206-WMS0 and leave us a voicemail anything you want to do anything you any indies you want to check out wrestlers you think we should be looking into or maybe have on the show let us know through any 
any of those forums and we'd love to read you on the show. We've had a couple before that have sparked some really, really interesting uh, conversation. And of course, uh, find us on social media, uh, Twitter at Mayhem Show, Facebook, Google Plus, all those under Wrestling Mayhem Show. Um, and of course, uh, the great Facebook group for Wrestling Mayhem Show. And uh, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, and other places in video and audio form. Make sure you like us and all that stuff on there. Uh, and you can join us live at live.sorgatronmedia.com. Tuesdays, 11 p.m. Eastern Time, or much, much earlier if you want to talk other wrestling with us or uh, a lot of other geeky things earlier in the in the day. Um, starting all the way at 4 o'clock. Wheels knows. Wheels been here all night, man. Yes, with I us have. with us this week, though, is uh, somebody I'm excited to have on, somebody who's been ripping it up in the indies lately. He's been all over. He's actually made some appearances. I know I've seen him on a few Ring of Honor shows. Is Jimmy Nuts. How you doing, sir? I'm very good. Thanks for having me. Awesome, awesome. So, so Jimmy Nuts. First of all, we got to get by the name because I think that's the first thing people are going to notice. <laughs> uh, I, I, have to, I, I, I am I'm pleased to see everybody yelling "Let's go nuts!" and a whole boy do they get into it. Yeah, uh, it's kind of a it's a fun chant I think for the crowd. It's easy to get uh, you know into it, and um, I think the way I carry myself. Uh, in my presentation in the ring uh, reflects that chant pretty well. Uh, I'm known for going a little bit nuts uh, during my matches. So I think it, uh, it kind of accompanies the chant. Excellent. Excellent. One thing, uh, uh, one of the highlights with these guys, a great wrestler. I, I've seen uh, uh, Jimmy here. And I think a couple of us here have, uh, I've seen you through both companies I've worked with. And like I said, uh, some other platforms as well. Um, but one of the, uh, you know, being the guy that, you know, helps with filming, uh, uh, these things. Um, I always love when I have a guy that I can tell my, my, uh, videographers, or they just know whenever you come out that they know to get your face. <laughs> you have some of the most priceless. You say you have a few pictures. Anybody on the video version? Uh, you sent some samples over here, um, but I, you know, we always say sell it in the face, right? In the wrestling business, right? And 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 we're always looking for it. He has some of the most priceless expressions. It, is this always been a focus for you? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> I've kind of, uh, even whenever I was younger in awkward situations, I was always the friend that was kind of making the face behind the guy that was making an ass of himself. So, uh, <laughs> it's just something that's kind of carried on for my life. But, you know, I, I loved watching, uh, guys like Hulk Hogan when I was little and, and Flair was another one. And, you know, anyone that is really amazing, you know, you look at them and you could tell what they were feeling at that exact moment because of their facial expressions. So it's something that I really try to relate to. Um, and I feel like people can kind of connect to that if I, uh, if I properly demonstrate what I'm feeling through my facial expressions. Awesome. It, it seems like, I don't want to call it over the top, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you seem to go the extra yard with it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, anything that you can do to set your, yourself apart, you know, I might not be able to do, um, some of the amazing athletic things other guys can do in the ring, but um, you know, I don't think anyone can make a face quite like me either. And I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing, but <laughs> it's a thing. It's a thing though. Yeah, it's that you a can thing. Say. <laughs> Excellent. So tell me, uh, let's, let's roll it back a little bit and we'll get back into some of the stuff you're currently doing here uh, locally and abroad, of course. Um, so what was the earliest kind of, I, I guess, introduction or at least the thing where you were like, Hey, wrestling is the thing that I'm going to be, this into man i was like five years old uh 
you know, I didn't grow up with uh, exactly a, a uh, amazing situation, and uh, I wasn't exactly wealthy. Uh, mm-hmm. So you kind of try to find things to uh, distract yourself from what's going on around you. And, yeah, some people like music, some people like video games, some people do drugs, some people drink. Uh, since I was five years old, uh, my zone out was always wrestling. Uh, and I just – I remember being five and just being – you know, I won. I knew who Hulk Hogan was. I had no idea what he did, but I just knew he was important because I'd heard the name. And uh, remember, I asked my mom, "I was like, can I watch Hulk Hogan? Like, can you show me who he is?" And she uh, tuned me into like a Nitro. I think it was Nitro. And uh, I just remember seeing Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage cutting a promo against each other, and it was just like it just sucked me in. And I was like, "That's what I'm gonna do." <laughs> <laughs> did this? Did you always think like I'm I'm gonna dig this so much? Like from that point, like. I'm going to find out how to do this. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was really weird. Uh, I think it's, I, I consider myself to be a decently creative, like not uh, so much talented as like an artist or anything, but like I used to play with like action figures and I was like, you know, 10 years old and I had notebooks full of storylines I had written out before the match. You know, I was always more involved in the story and the, in the promos and the talking, you know, in the presentation, uh, the wrestling in the ring, you know, it was cool, but it, it wasn't the thing that really, uh, captured me. And I knew, uh, since I was little that I had to gift the gab, you know, per se. And yeah, I've just always had this notion that that's what I was going to do. Like it was never really a question, you know, and sometimes like on long car rides and stuff, I kind of look back, I'm like, wow, I really am doing this, you know? <laughs> well, that kind of, it kind of washes over you, right? Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so w- at what point did you discover, uh, would you stumble on uh, uh, somebody, you know, offering training or uh, w- where did you end up? You know, I actually had a friend that we we always were talking about wrestling, and uh, we weren't like very close, but we were we were friends nonetheless in high school. And he, um, you know, we did some searching and stuff. And you know, I was like, I think when I started looking into training, I was sixteen, and I didn't have any money. But uh, he found uh, a web page for Championship Pro Wrestling. I think it was CPW in West Virginia, Kaiser, West Virginia. Uh, guys like awesome guys like Jake Davis. Um, I'm trying to think. Luke Gallows was down there oh, nice. uh, before before you know he really made it. So I mean, it's real old school down there, and they were offering some training, and it was something that you know we could swing. And me and my friend went down there, and I, I, Shane Shadows really taught me. Uh, it kind of kind of brought me into the business. Uh, he was rough, and he is uh, very by the book, very old school. Um, and Shane's respected, you know. Um, you know, maybe not everyone in the world knows who he is, but the people who do know he's all business. And Shane taught me, uh, you know, just the basics, bumping and selling and uh, really just how to handle yourself, you know. And uh, then from that point, uh, you know, I did that for about six months down in Kaiser. And then um, I took a little time off uh, because I did have a couple health complications Uh that I had to get cleared up before I could do anything. And once I did, then I stumbled on to one Ryan Mitchell or Ryan Madar. And he uh, showed me some more ropes up at RWA before kind of fine tuning uh, the little things. And after that it was on. And then uh, since then, I, like, I've done multiple seminars and stuff, but a guy that I really uh, attribute a lot of my, um, um, I don't know if you call it success, but a lot of my, um, Knowledge too would be brutal Bob Evans out of the Northeast. Uh, you see him nice. on Ring of Honor TV all the time. Yeah. But he's probably the best kept secret in America as far as it comes to <clears throat> wrestling training and wrestling knowledge. He is um, an absolute guru, and he is—he's the man. 
Yeah, I know he's um. I, yeah, I say I know him as a well. He's a manager in, in Ring of Honor, right? Mm-hmm. He's actually a part of a tag team now. Him and oh, really? I don't know if you've seen Cheeseburger. It's quite the odd mismatch, but it works, <laughs> and it's really entertaining. And uh, that's the thing I love about Bob. Bob has been doing this for over twenty years, and Bob still stays relevant. Maybe not, mm-hmm. you know, to everyone in the world, but to the people who do watch that product. I mean, Bob is relevant, mm-hmm. and Bob is. Uh, Forever young in wrestling, I would say. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Um, speaking of Bob Evans, ROH, it looks like you have been popping up on there. Like I said, I saw you at, at least in I, what I believe was a dark match on on some TV tapings here locally. And again, the local crowd yelling, "Let's go nuts!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was pretty excited that that caught on. Uh, you know, I did multiple uh, seminars with them and camps over weekends and whatnot. And uh, you know, I remember the first time I went, I. I Man, I was I was terrible, <laughs> and I learned so much. I remember Charlie Haas was there, and Charlie Haas was just—I think he was disgusted with how bad I was. <laughs> and you know what? I I stuck in it though. And uh, Delirious is an amazing, amazing person—not just in wrestling, but just an amazing person. And there was something um, that attracted me to those seminars and in in that school in general because of people like Bob and Kevin Kelly and delirious and i went back and you know the next time i went back i looked a little better did a little did a little you know uh a little, did a little more <laughs> and then mm-hmm. uh you know and then on and on and on and i got the awesome opportunity almost two years ago now uh, it was right around my 22nd birthday i believe uh i got to wrestle my first match for roh and it was a dark match and uh since then, I've also I was on a house show. Um, I wrestled Dalton Castle, who's another IWC guy, IWC yep. heavyweight champion right now. Uh, we wrestled on a Ring of Honor show, and then most recently, I don't know if and, uh, this is still kind of new, but the Future of Honor shows, which is mm-hmm. uh, I guess what you would refer to as Ring of Honor's developmental. Uh, they just started running shows, and it seems like it's going to be something that's going to continue to go on. And I was featured on. Uh, their very first show in a six-man tag that yeah. uh, was just absolutely awesome. Yeah, and uh, we've the actually nuts we've, spread all the way over there. <laughs> we've actually been showing the promo uh, as you've been talking about Ring of Honor, and, and this is the one that happened in, out in Newell. And I, we see a little glimpse of you, I think, uh, getting getting uh, the guy flying on like six of you. Um, <laughs> but this looks like the same building that I think I started shooting mm-hmm. in for IWC, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, IWC has ran that. Uh, I didn't know that. Uh, actually, Facade uh, let me know that that is the building that IWC ran, and mm-hmm. it is awesome. It's in the middle of nowhere. It is absolutely. Like, <laughs> we got lost going out there completely yeah yeah lost. absolutely i couldn't believe i couldn't believe how small of a town it was but the building was packed man and the crowd was probably top three best crowds i've ever performed <laughs> in front of and maybe in top 10 i've ever seen and not, like, they, not a huge crowd by any means either yeah probably three or four hundred you know yeah, sold yeah, out i mean by all means the building was not, not big at all yeah um and man you know everyone on that show brought it and, uh, you know, Brutal Bob actually gave a motivational speech, you know, before the show started. And it's kind of like, you know, how many of you have complained about not getting a shot, you know, and this is your shot. So there's no more complaining. There's just put up or shut up. And he was Good. right. Good. And then uh, every single match on that card just tore it down. So I'm, awesome. So I'm not familiar. So they're going to be running more of these shows. Like this is like kind of their maybe like NXT initiative or something. I, yeah. If you want to say it like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say so. Um, it's going to feature a lot of the people that stood out at seminars and camps. Okay. Um, and also graduating students or current students at the ring of honor dojo. Nice. So it's, it's always good talent. You know, a lot of cool characters too. Uh, you got people like uh, psycho Mike uh, in Congo going at it too. I mean, just awesome, awesome guys. Uh, 
I, I could not believe how well the show went. Uh, I don't know if it could have went any better. To check that out. Awesome. Definitely need to check that out. Yeah, it's definitely it's on ringofhonor.com. You can get it on video on demand right now, and it's only ten bucks. I mean, that's super cheap. It's cheaper than what the other shows are going to be. You know, uh, oh, yeah. it does have Adam Cole on it, Delirious, you got uh, the Briscoe Brothers, Jay Lethal. I mean, it is definitely worth checking out because some of these guys you're seeing on there, you're gonna you're gonna see them more. You're gonna keep seeing them. Definitely. Uh, cool. Heyman, did you have a question coming up, or was that about the Ring of Honor? Well, actually, it was about that. I was actually really curious. How, um, and I guess to go off that, how do you feel sort of, in a sense, working that show and, and doing those seminars and, and sort of being under that bubble, in a sense, of, of one of the top, what many would say is the top three uh, wrestling promotion in the U.S. right now? Uh, you know, I, <clears throat> no pun intended, I feel quite honored. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I have the worst jokes. Uh, so, you know, you have a couple of moments in wrestling where things are surreal, you know, and I always try to take things uh, as they come. And I try to always be very level headed about things and really be in check with reality of where I'm at. And uh, I remember I was circling in the ring uh, for the dark match. <clears throat> And I had a flashback to like 2000, I think it was three or four. And I watched the very first Ring of Honor. I bought it right when it came out because I was I was huge into the internet scene as a fan and stuff. And I bought it. We're watching in my friend's basement this first Ring of Honor show. I'm like, dude, these guys are amazing. These guys I haven't even heard of, you know, tearing it down. And I was like, wow, you know, like almost 10 years ago, I was watching this in my friend's basement, thinking about how cool it would be to be those guys. And I'm in that ring, you know. And then I remember the referee being like, come on, hurry up, come on, let's go. And I'm like, oh, shit. You know? <laughs> uh, and, you know, it was like, oh, my goodness, uh, how cool of an experience that is. And then you kind of, you know, you, you move so fast and you do so many things, especially in wrestling and, and in life in general. And sometimes you have to take a moment to pause and appreciate these things because uh, it's it's not even so much being, you know, a part of that. That's amazing. It's surrounding yourself with people that are like-minded. And when you surround so many people with, you know, the same mindset, you're going to get such an amazing, you know, turnout, such an amazing result and so much, so much to give back to the fans that are there. So it is, it's awesome, man. Like, I'm just so happy to say that I, you know, I've worked alongside guys like Brutal Bob and Kevin Kelly and Delirious because they're not just good people in wrestling. They're good people in life. And they've taught me life lessons. And, um, I'd love to sit here and say, you know, it's all about, you know, just getting underneath that banner, but it, you know, it's also the relationships you build. And, uh, it's really cool to say that I was a part of like the first future of honor show. And, and I'm hoping to, I'll be back, you know, on the next one. I thought, uh, we just tore it down in that tag team match and, uh, it was pretty cool. It, it was, it was really awesome. 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 Very cool. Uh, another place I, I, you, I caught wind of this too, uh, uh, you confirmed here, uh, ND, NWA Smoky Mountain one, it's still a thing. Um, and, and looks like they're doing uh, quite well. You got, you got a trip out there. Oh yeah. I, I actually, uh, Tony Givens, uh, runs Smoky Mountain down there and he is one of the best promoters, uh, in independent wrestling. Uh, and he should go down as one of the best ever and, He'll probably never even hear this, so I'm not just saying that. He really is amazing. Um, uh, Michael Facade also works down there, and he'll tell you the exact same thing. Uh, Tony runs a tight ship. Tony brings in the best talent, and Tony runs a real wrestling show. It's absolutely amazing how different it is down in Tennessee you know, compared to up here in the north. Uh, things that get different reactions, the stories that they like to see played out in the ring. Um, 
it's a place where you have people like Chase Owens, you have people like Jason Kincaid, you have people like Eric Darkstrom, then you got people like Basad, you got people like me. Um, so so much diverse talent in such a different place that I'm used to. Uh, it was really cool to apply my craft down there. Sugar Dunkerton, uh, he's from Beyond nice. Wrestling. Nice, huge character. Great, great overall gimmick, you know, and I got to, I got to work with him. So it's such a uh, melting pot, you know, or even just uh, this big diversity pool of different characters and talents and abilities. And I love working down there and I'm hoping to get back down there very, very soon. Um, it's a long drive, but, you know, that barbecue also makes it a lot easier. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, they do have TV. It looks like I found an episode that you're on uh, uh, yeah. on your Facebook. Yep, absolutely. Um, they run uh, TV and they they draw too, man. Like some of the shows, like they run some different towns and some of the towns. I mean, they draw really, really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he knows what he's doing. He knows how to promote. Um, and it's it, and that was pretty cool being a part of the Smoky Mountain Cup. Um, if, you, if you look up the go ahead and look up the history. I mean, some of the dudes that are in that are just tremendous, tremendous talents. Awesome. I have to go back a little bit here. Uh, early on the show, Eamon will remember this as a longtime listener before uh, being part of the show himself. I was a fan when I started working RWA of the Pocket Rockets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. From the name to being the only flippy guys that were around to... Uh, uh, the amazing watching all the girls fawn over you. It was kind of creepy at times. Um, but I, I remember like one of the first shows, like you guys had, I don't know, you had like a half ass table. Maybe you had a folding chair with your pictures on it and watching them line up. Um, it was a, a different experience than, than what you're doing now. I think. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Man, being being uh, Aiden Vale uh, now, uh, man, we had a good time. You know, we were both just trying to do something, and we were just so excited to have an opportunity to be in the ring. You know, we were really young, and that was like really my first consistent work, and <clears throat> it, it was just funny because, like, if you look at us, and if uh, you know, you can find a little picture to show. Like, man, we look terrible. <laughs> like, like I, 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 we both I, have uh, Jimmy, It's it's Hot Wheels. I was just looking at old video of you and back then JT Williams mm-hmm. and looking how small you both were compared to an Ashton Amherst and a Patrick Hayes. And I'm like, wow, look where they've come you, now. You guys were, you guys were, were skinny back then, <laughs> man. <laughs> and, and, and I just remember like, so like you were the, you, you always seem to be the guys that they're just like, we're just going to whip the shit out of these guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they kicked our asses. I remember our first tag match. It was against uh, Patrick Hayes and Ashton Amherst, and I just remember um, Patrick Hayes beat the hell out of us. <laughs> like my chest was bleeding when I got to the back, but you know it was cool. When they came through the curtain, like we came in right after him, and both Ashton and Ashton's a really good friend of mine, and I, I have a lot of respect for Patrick. Uh, we've al- I've always thought he, he's a great performer as far as intensity goes, and just. You know, he's not lazy. Uh, he'll give you 100% every time he's out there. But they walk anyways. They walk through the curtain and uh, they give Dr. Feelbad the thumbs up and say, those guys are fine. You know, good, 
good you know nice. when we went out there we took our licks and uh unfortunately that wasn't the last time we took our licks i think we got i think we lost for a straight year i don't even know we even <laughs> i don't it, know if we had was, an offensive it was move horrible for, a for year. you guys i mean i that but it made that crowd soon as you went after what the tag titles soon as you won it that place exploded mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you know and like i go back and watch uh that some of those matches and i'm just like why are they cheering <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I look like Justin Bieber on bath salts. Like I look terrible. Uh, you know, it, it kind of connected to that. You know, I, I end up looking through a lot of the old footage, you know, put them up for digital download and everything. And I randomly, I came across and I remember this vividly now. And this is after you, I think you got, you guys had already split. This is, uh, I think when you were just winning the title down there, the, the singles title down there. And you had these tights with these pink fringes down the side. Yeah, man, I still got those. those oh are awesome. my god, do you wear those anywhere? No, man. I, you <laughs> I hope know, not. <laughs> I, I was told by a bunch of people I shouldn't wear uh, long tights because I happen to have wonderful thighs. No, uh, <laughs> I, dude, I, you know what? The reason why I made those tights, <clears throat> the reason why I had those made is because I was looking around. Everyone's scared. Everyone's wearing blue. Everyone's wearing black. Everyone's wearing some solid car. And I was like, man, I'm just gonna throw a bunch of bright colors on one pair of tights and maybe it'll look like i'm moving a little faster or something <laughs> maybe it'll give me a little well they were, they were they were blue long tights with like how do we describe them? just pink I, I, pink frills it's, it's pink like tassels man pink like, tassels all the way down it's like your man had yeah yeah you're just lined with ultimate warrior and it's down the side of them and i, <laughs> I might have to bring those back <laughs> no no don't you know what if they do another retro union show this year for iwc you should bring that back and the five people in the audience will get that yes absolutely <laughs> or or hell reunite the pocket rockets for one night only <laughs> i'm down with that i love aiden let's do it yeah yeah i uh, uh i know aiden's been injured for a good bit now uh so i'm yeah. hoping to see him in the ring here soon he's been he's been trying his chops at announcing um <laughs> good effort good effort <laughs> so but no i can't wait to see him in the ring and you know maybe see you guys you know potentially team up speaking of teaming up you had which i imagine is probably a dream match uh coming up when you did watch wrestling but you got the team a couple weekends ago with the steiner brothers yes <laughs> yes i did um <laughs> man you know i did i saw the poster yeah and uh, you know and the promoter had told me the match I was, you know, Chuck told me the match I was going to be. And I said, yeah, cool. You know? And again, it's one of those things you're living life kind of fast, you know, and I have a bunch of other things going on and making sure everything's on top of things, making sure I'm not double booking myself that you kind of forget, you know, holy crap, you're with your favorite tag team of all time. <laughs> you know, I used, I was a WCW watcher, you know, when I was little, uh, which looking back, I thank you WWE network. I realized how awful most of it was, uh, <laughs> really if you're bored you should really just go back and watch halloween havocs they're like oh my god the best Unc- train wrecks of all time. <laughs> some of the uncensored stuff's pretty amazing too really any yeah, of it yeah. like you could just you know bad blood hit, hit random and just <laughs> laugh for days i don't even watch the good stuff now i just watch the bad stuff <laughs> it's my favorite thing to do whenever i'm bored now <clears throat> but anyways you know and i i got to uh i got to the show and i was like wow you know tag team with scott and rick steiner and then it hit me and then uh scott's when we were going out scott's music hit and i was just like shit <laughs> like mm-hmm. man my eight-year-old self is freaking out right now <laughs> <laughs> awesome uh, it was it was really cool <laughs> awesome so uh, so like i say you've been with iwc for a good bit now 
Um, doing some uh, fun stuff. You were part of Team Big League and everything. Um, what's been the kind of uh, uh, the good and the bad? You've been on the road. You've been you know uh, heading out a bit. Um, what's the good side of indie wrestling to you so far in your experience? And and what's what's the worst? Man, like I said, the good side of indie wrestling, like I, I don't have a lot of friends in wrestling. You know, I have a lot of acquaintances and a lot of guys I'm really cool with. And when I see them, you know, it's awesome. And we hit it off real well. Uh, <clears throat> part of it's definitely the relationships. Like I, I have mm-hmm. like best friends, you know, that I would have never met if it wasn't for wrestling. Uh, good side of indie wrestling is, you know, the hunger that you see. Uh, the hunger is... It, I, I personally love wrestling people that I know are just working just as hard as me to make it to the same goal. Uh, example of that would have been Logan Shulo. Mm-hmm. I wrestled him uh, last April after the last year's Night of Superstars with Roddy Piper and Goldust. We wrestled a singles match the next day. And I remember just getting to the back and just being like, man, that's awesome. Like, that dude's for real. You know, he, he's the dude that's in the gym, you know, five, six, seven days a week. He's eating right and he's studying. And you can tell a difference when you're in the ring with somebody that, that really cares and that really gets it. And uh, Logan, Logan's the man. And I'm, I was pumped, you know, whenever he got signed by WWE. And, and he, he's going to do amazing things there. And like, and like this Friday for VOW, I'm wrestling um, at the Max in Uniontown and I'm wrestling Ryan Rain. And I, Ryan is someone that's about the same age as me, same time frame we came up as, different places in Pittsburgh. But we, we've we you know ran into each other a few times as far as wrestling goes. And uh, you know I, I, I love Ryan. I love him because I know he's working hard and he gets it and he can talk and he takes care of himself and he takes pride in the way he looks and the way he works. And that's the cool thing about indie wrestling. Um, those little moments, you know, uh, I just got to wrestle Jock Sampson on Sunday. Jock Sampson, someone oh, nice. that was really cool to me when I was first getting into wrestling. You know, for five years, we never worked together. We never got to wrestle each other. We wrestled each other and we just had one of those matches where you didn't even really have to talk and you just kind of did things and it just, it felt right. So, like, when you have that kind of chemistry with somebody, I think that's the cool thing about it. not just indie wrestling, but wrestling in general. Uh, Chance Prophet's another guy. Never wrestled him before, but now I've had four or five matches with him, and it's just it just clicks. It just clicks. Uh, Joseph Brooks is another guy. So kind of finding those niches with people or, you know, uh, that chemistry with people, and then watching them go on and make it. Like, when Logan was signed by WWE, I was like, wow, you know, dreams really can come true. That, that was cool for everyone that knew Logan because Logan's one of the, probably the most genuine and best guys that you will ever meet. Mm-hmm. Not just wrestling, in the world. <laughs> and I think that's the cool part about indie wrestling is knowing everyone's story, knowing that they're hungry, and then watching the paths that we all take. I think it's cool. Awesome. I, well, I hate to, after that to ask, what's the negative? Man, the negative is... Uh, Oh, man, I don't know what I want to say here because I got to care. You know, I know. You know, screw it. I, I hate, man. I, I tell you, the bad part about any wrestling is the people who are selfish and that just want to get the stuff in for the sake of getting in because it looks cool and not really caring about the match and caring about the other person. You know, it, it's it's frustrating trying to build something with someone who's speaking a whole other language. And I don't mean that literally. I mean that figuratively, if that makes mm-hmm. any sense. Okay. Yeah, I get you know you. what I mean? I think like I we you. all have things that we do well, but it, it's really about how well you can make the other guy look. And I feel like that just has like missed my generation, <laughs> like just went right over their heads, you know? So is that kind of uh, like the, the, uh, everybody's again, like the, 
the flippy wrestler, that's what I want to do kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? And all these flippy guys get shit on all the time. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah, I know. But you know, I, what I'm, it's not just them, though. Yeah, yeah, it's not just them. You know, it's a guy, you know, that is supposed to be, you know, let's say they bring you into a certain place and, you know, let's let's say the other guy's the champion and this guy comes into this new place. He's literally just being brought in to put the guy over as a champion. You know, this guy may be coming in legitimate elsewhere, but he is not really established at this place and he may never even be brought back, you know. So his job is to go in and put the champion over. So that shouldn't mean for that guy to get in all his stuff. You know, if you only have a 10-minute match and he's on offense like 80% of the time, then he didn't do his job. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now that can change. If you have a guy like huge dude in there like Shane Taylor, like a Bill Collier, yeah, they can beat you up 80% of the match because if you beat them, that's huge, you know, no matter how you do it. But uh, then there's guys, you know, that don't even look like wrestlers that will come in somewhere and you know, had their job is to put over the the person, you know, that is a regular and, and they don't and they're selfish. And I hate that. Also, the next thing I hate about indie wrestling is I'm so sick. And I hope you hear this people out there. I I'm so sick of all these old perverts messaging me on Facebook, <laughs> asking me to cyber wrestle, asking me like if I want to like come wrestle out where they are and just like, man, you don't care. Like that's. I don't do this to amuse you and your perversions. Like I literally hope these people are listening. I, I, I don't want any kind of association with that crap. You know what I mean? This, I literally, I get 10 messages a day from old perverts, just creeping man. And, and it, you know, it's funny at first, but it's actually really annoying. It's been, it's been pissing me off lately. <laughs> <laughs> so the CD underbelly that none of us see of pro wrestling, I guess it's, it, it, it's wow. ridiculous. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just the sound. Yeah, it's safe, I guess, compared to you, there, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> wow, amazing. Well, first, I want to give a chance. Uh, 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 Wheels or Amon, do you have anything you want to ask before we let him go? Uh, uh, I guess I can just ask them, sort of, as a good, I guess, closer. Um, what are you planning on? I think. What are some of your goals? Uh, going forward, maybe this year or a couple years down the line, what what are stuff that uh, you sort of want to set out to accomplish? Um, I really uh, want to continue to work for NWA Smoky Mountain Wrestling, and I really want to continue to get on the Future of Honor shows and maybe get a, a spot on Ring of Honor, of course. Um, mm. That and you know, just get get uh, let's go nuts out everywhere. Uh, and, the thing about what I do is, is I, I do it because I love wrestling and I do it because it's something that I'm, I feel like I'm very good at. And it's something that I can do to, uh, kind of influence people and help people. Um, I actually have a friend, her name is Ashley DePriest and she's only in her late twenties and she's currently fighting leukemia cancer. Hmm. Uh, that, you know, I, <laughs> I complain, you know, wrestling's hard, you know, this is hard. Why don't like, why doesn't this happen for me? You know, that's a real fight. Yeah. She's a real fighter. And it was kind of a eye opener for me. I, after my last VOW show, I actually got a chance to speak about Ashley and about her fight and about how people could, you know, um, help out. And I realized that wrestling is so much bigger than what happens in the ring and wrestling's wrestling something that, uh, you know, I can use, you know, my success or whatever you want to call it. I can use it not just for myself, but for the people I love, you know, and people will rely on me. And, uh, 
I guess that that that's what I want to do. I want to I want to fi- keep finding new purposes for wrestling. You know, like helping Ashley, and you know, even if it's people just liking her her page for the fight against cancer, that means a lot. You know, and that's cool that I was able to use my avenue and my route to help her and her fight. So that's what I want from this year. I want to. I want to get more places. I want to. I want to get Jimmy nuts everywhere I can, and I want to spread "Let's Go Nuts" because it's not just a catchphrase. And of course, it's kind of a funny innuendo that everyone makes fun of. But uh, <laughs> I've said this before. It's it's really a mindset because uh, I didn't have the best childhood. I didn't have the best teenage years. I was really overweight. I was picked on. I was bullied, and I lost a hundred pounds. And I didn't do that because I'm some amazing athlete or anything. I did that because, you know, when life pushes you down and, you know, you're overweight or people are bullying you or people are telling you're not good enough or you lose your job or you get, you know, diagnosed with cancer, you're sick. You got to You have to get a little crazy. You got to get a little nuts and you have to push through that. And like when life's telling you no, you have to tell it yes. Mm-hmm. And when everyone else is telling you no around you, you say yes. And you're, everyone's going to call you crazy. They're going to laugh at you. They're going to call you nuts. They're going to call you insane. But the thing is, is that you keep on going. And that's really what Let's Go it, Nuts is. Like, of course, it's a fun chant. It's an innuendo to some people. <laughs> but at the deep of what I'm doing, that's what it really is. And uh, I guess if I have a closing word. Um, like two years ago, I told everybody I just wanted to prove all everyone that doubted me wrong. And I wanted to prove everyone that ever said I couldn't do this, that I could. And you know, I want to make it to WWE. And my main reason for that used to be because I want to, I want to, you know, shut everybody up. I want to rub it in their faces. I want to, you know, all the haters or whatever people call it. I don't care about that anymore, man. I don't care about um, proving anybody wrong. Uh, I just want to prove all the people who love me and all the people who have supported me and all my fans and my family and my friends, all the people that rely on me. I just want to prove them right because they believe in me and I believe in me. Awesome. Nice. Nice. And that's a good ender on that. (laughs) Where (laughs) can people uh, get a hold of you? And, uh, well, if you're not an old pervert, uh, add me on Facebook. <laughs> at, uh, Jimmy Nuts, N U T T S, and also on the Twitters at Flockavelli, F L O C K A V E I L I. Yeah, and you can add me on there. Always having shenanigans. I have an Instagram. Never posts on it, but you can follow me on there if you want to be a sheep. So that's cool. Awesome. Where did Flockavelli come from? I have to ask. <laughs> so it uh it came from a uh, waka flocka song that i really liked and uh, i'm really into rap and i used to uh do very minuscule djing like karaoke djing and stuff okay. like that and uh that's what i kind of called myself i call myself dj Flockavelli or dj ben benjamin flocka like just really dumb to be honest really <laughs> really dumb and i never changed it because it pisses people off to try to find me and i find it to be kind of humorous so awesome well jimmy nuts it has been a pleasure to talk with you tonight on the indie mayhem show um we'll hope to have you definitely gonna have you back someday it was a great discussion absolutely i, I look forward to it awesome so you can check them out the flock of on twitter on the facebooks on the instagrams uh all that kind of stuff and uh and thanks a lot man we'll see uh well at least locally we'll see here on iwc in the future absolutely take care and thanks for having me all right thanks so much to jimmy nuts uh and now we're going to talk about some indie wrestling, some of the stuff that happened this past weekend. Uh, some good stuff and some bad stuff. Let's get to some of the good stuff first, right, Sorg? 
Sure, sure. I mean, like, there's been too much bad stuff lately. But this is a yeah. part of it, and this is the kind of watch out stuff, you know. I, I think both as wrestlers, as people who work with it, and as fans, you know, there's not always good stuff out there. And, yeah. and it gets rough. But uh, but first, the good. How yeah, we'll is, get into that in a bit how, later. But how is good? Inspire? Of course, it's the thing you're involved in, because that not, never goes wrong. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> that, that's actually not the case whatsoever. Um, but no. No, uh, this past Sunday we had an event, No Room to Die. Really, really fun show, uh, once again at the Marquesa Hall and Theater. Uh, really cool stuff. We had a lot of awesome people uh, work for us. Um, I mentioned it last week. We had representation from three different companies in Japan, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, in Lance Hoyt and Takaki Watanabe, uh, uh, the former Osaka Pro Wrestling with uh, Tadasuke, which was super awesome, uh, Jake Durden, who's competed for Pro Wrestling Noah. Uh, uh, really, really awesome stuff. There was a lot of good wrestling all across the card uh, that I think people should definitely check out. There was a I, I, my personal favorite match of the night, as I mentioned, uh, Takaki Watanabe of New Japan, uh, his match with Andy Dalton, and I tweeted about it post show. Uh, I think uh, when this goes up on our YouTube channel, definitely check it out because um, that match I think proves in a sense that Andy Dalton I think should be wrestling everywhere. Um, he is, in my personal opinion, one of the best heels in Texas, if not the best heel to come from the state of Texas. Nice. He's phenomenal. Um, and he's, he's dirty and he's nasty and, and he knows how to, to get a crowd against them. And, and he's amazing. And, and he deserves uh, to get more opportunity. And hopefully with that match with uh, Watanabe, it'll hopefully open up some more opportunities. Uh, it was cool uh, getting to see uh, Lance Hoyt compete. He had an awesome tag match with Matthew Palmer against uh, Jojo Bravo and Tadasuke, which was super fun. Uh, uh, Tadasuke uh, infatuated throughout the match with uh, 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 Matthew Palmer's manager, someone you know, Sorg, uh, one Samantha Ann, uh, who's uh, uh, been a manager and, and, and uh, accomplice for Ray Rowe in the past, and okay. and and, uh, and and she's been managing a lot of other people in Texas now, and 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 she definitely played a factor into that match. But uh, it was it was a fun match, uh, a lot of really cool stuff in that show. Uh, I got to do commentary with a lot of cool people. Uh, I did the first half of the show with JT Lamada, which was super fun. JT's really awesome, um, really cool guy. And then the second half, I got to do with. Um, Really cool with uh, George De La Isla, who, for those that don't know, uh, is the head trainer and the owner of the uh, America's Academy of Professional Wrestling in uh, Austin, Texas. Really, really, really great guy. For those that don't know, he wrestled um, for many years as a Mr. Mexico 2 in uh, Mexico and in California um, uh, since the 1970s. Um, so he's he's well-traveled and, and he knows his stuff. And it was super cool to call um, uh, a part of the show with him. Uh, really, really cool guy. Uh, and yeah, that was a really, really fun show. I, I always, I think we're getting more accustomed. I think we're, uh, we're definitely getting our footing and, and learning a lot and, and uh, hopefully growing and developing some really cool stuff. So um, I'm super excited uh, to see where it goes. Where it will be going next will be uh, in a month's time. May 25th, we'll be back at the Marquesa Hall and Theater uh, for our next event. And this will actually be a special event. This will be our first ever event that is garnered uh, uh, and has a bit of a focus on our women's wrestlers. 
uh, our XX division, as we have affectionately called it. Um, and we've already announced a bunch of names for that. Uh, Athena, uh, Barbie Hayden, Rita Scott from Ring of Honor, uh, Portia Perez uh, from Shimmer, who's making her return to Texas. Um, and there's going to be much more that we'll be announcing very soon. Uh, also, uh, a, a couple of men's matches that I think you should really will be really, really intriguing as well. Um, so uh, if you want more information, go to inspireprowrestling.com. Uh, like us on Facebook, uh, Twitter at InspireProRes. Uh, and go subscribe to our YouTube channel because that's where we're, we've been releasing our events. That's where you can hear my beautiful commentary. Um <laughs> And, and go support us because we're busting out some really cool stuff. Also, our uh, February event uh, is up on our YouTube channel, Like the Fuse. Uh, up from top to bottom, I think one of our best events so far. Um, it's got ACH against Sammy Guevara, which I know, Sorg, you got to see Sammy Guevara compete for IWC in the past. And this was Sam, quite possibly one of Sammy's best matches ever. Um, it, it is really, really great stuff, like up and down the card. There is phenomenal stuff all the way around. So I uh, encourage you to check that out. Uh, and, yeah, uh, go support and go follow Inspire Pro because um, I love the guys there and we're doing some really cool stuff. Um, so let's get to the bad. <laughs> Explain. Yeah. I think you gave me you gave me a little bit, of, a tiny bit of a primer of this uh, the other night, I think. Uh, so what is going on with Hardcore Road Trip, is it? Yes. Now, we mentioned last week on the show about the uh, things that were going on with Extreme Rising, mm-hmm. uh, basically canceling all their upcoming events, uh, sort of kind of screwing people around uh, uh, this uh, scheduling. Funny enough, uh, we had one, one of the pluses of that was that Inspire Pro, uh, actually, we got to have Ricky Starks at our show, uh, who uh, was supposed to compete on those Extreme Rising events before they got canceled. So, but so that was our game, I guess, in a sense. Um, but yeah, there is a, I know there was a couple of events that we mentioned that were actually going to hopefully um, uh, aid off of that, in a sense. Um, and and uh, I know like AIW was offering uh, 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 discounted prices on their show Friday if you brought uh, your Extreme Rising ticket to the event. Um uh, and another event that I was doing this was a company in Canada uh, called Hardcore Road Trip, which was an, it's another sort of hardcore-based fed. Um, I know some people who were having problems before the Extreme Rising stuff came up with Extreme Rising sort of defected to Hardcore Road Trip. Um, and uh, there was some, you know, they were having an event that same weekend and, and they were sort of doing stuff there. Well, uh, apparently there's controversy there as well as uh, – I believe a good half or a little bit more than half of the roster didn't get paid Oof. Uh, because the promoter bailed uh, halfway through the show. Oof. Um, uh, uh, we found this out because the main event match, which was Masada against a, a wrestler. I, I apologize. I can't remember the name, but uh, they had basically this main event match. And then some of the roster came out and sort of revealed to the crowd what had happened. Oh my God. Um, I, can I read this uh, account by Gregory Iron? I'm finding in this article. Yes, Gregory Iron actually did uh, was, I believe was wrestling. And, on and, that and event, guys, so. Gregory Iron is one of the nicest guys in the business I've, 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 I've talked with. Um, mm-hmm. And, and we've had him on the, on the other show before and everything. Um, so uh, wrestler Gregor Iron uh, was one of the guys that ha- had a promise. It was, Last night, I landed on my neck and head during the match at Hardcore Road Trip, which I'd like to make clear was my fault. Okay, he admits that. Uh, despite the pain, I finished the match. By the end of the evening, it was discovered that promoter Mark Livingston 
faked a heart attack and left without paying any of the wrestlers. <laughs> he owes me yeah. money for that I literally almost broke my neck for on the show. Um, who knows the potential permanent damage I may have, which I, I don't know. That's kind of like his which one. And I actually believe I heard an update. Uh, actually, a company that I'm going to talk about that has an event coming up this weekend, uh, Smash Wrestling, which has no affiliation to Hardcore Road Trip whatsoever, actually paid for Gregory Iron. Oh, wow. Which is awesome on their part. Yeah, yeah. And even he says, uh, do not support Hardcore Road Trip. Do support Steven DeAngelis, who busted his ass booking a show for another unprofessional and extreme scumbag, along with the wrestlers who risked their bodies for zero pay. That is messed up. I mean, yeah. we always hear stories. I mean, that's one thing. I know we always hear these, you know, from, you know, people we know or, you know, uh, you know, all these guys, you know, busting their ass for, for, not even enough for gas right but to right. especially that this is up in uh and looking if i know my canada geography i mean it's not too far into canada toronto looks like the first way london is like kind of uh kind of between the lakes there you know it's not a bad drive from um, probably around cleveland area you're just going around the lake uh for the most part uh you know maybe like five six hours but still like that's that's yeah. crappy that is crappy it's and, a terrible and, situation it's, and this it's... is a show that looks like it had rhino on it uh mm -hmm. devon dudley who by the way is somebody coming from florida probably yeah um uh, amongst others that's oh man who else is on the show devon juventud guerrera colin mm -hmm. delaney a super awesome guy there christian york uh and i'm not seeing anybody else necro butchers on this one uh zach gowan was on this one uh yeah masada um yeah yeah, there's Jazz, Tracy Smothers. Man, there's a lot of people I would not want to piss off. No, absolutely show. not. And, and it's a crappy situation. It's sort of a testament. Uh, like you mentioned before, there's a lot of bad in the wrestling, too. And, and there's a lot of promoters that um, sort of aren't the best. This and, and a lot of promotions that sort of don't have that, you know, reputable attitude, I guess you could say. Yeah, um, and I don't know, was, is Hardcore Road Trip something that kind of popped up out of nowhere? Or it, um, I had just heard about them through the Extreme Rising controversy. I'm assuming they had been around for at least a couple shows. I mean, I'm um, seeing they have video on the front of their website. The opening match looks like it's Kid Cash and Nunzio, for instance. So, um, and I believe video like does not look it, very good, by the way. Apparently, but, like, um, I believe, I don't know if it was the actual promoter's uh social media accounts or the hardcore road trip accounts, but they were all taken down apparently. Um, yeah. So it's a real shitty situation. That sucks. That sucks. Yeah. And, and, and like you mentioned, it's terrible for the wrestlers, especially the ones Man. that travel long distances. And, and, and I mean, coming from Canada and not only that, but like, uh, not even paying the guys, but also in a sense, like a lot of the people, I guess, didn't have like travel, set up for them to get back wow so there's a lot of people i mean it's a lot harder to get in and out of canada than it used to be for instance yeah um like, that's messed up that's really messed up yeah it's a, it's terrible and 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 hopefully and it's something like this you think well and i think we sort of mentioned it with um when we talked to pierre abernathy about how there's, you know, promoters out there, companies out there that sort of reflect the whole scene of independent wrestling. And if you see one thing, you expect it from the entire scene. And, and that's not the case, but, I, I, you know, you know, you have to sort of view this as an exception to how indie wrestling should be run. Certainly, certainly.
and this is kind of an aside, but like, I know that indie wrestling is run a certain way, you mm-hmm. know, but like, I always, it always blew my mind, you know, first looking into, you know, indies and actually working with indies uh, locally and everything. It's just like, why, why are contracts not a thing? Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know. It just seems that was solved, but I understand I think a lot of these these companies work so on the fringe and not as an actual business in general. They're right. you know, um, anytime I I've you know tried to uh, apply certain dollars and cents, like one thing I get told is um, that doesn't work with indie wrestling. When yeah. I try to apply I don't, a business I never, sensibility I to something, never really like that excuse. No, no, like the that or the hey, indie wrestling doesn't work that way. It's like okay, then it's not a business, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, versus you know, and you know, some companies do try to do it the right way. You know, we, we both listened to the Mike Quackenbush thing where he talks about he has an accountant that goes over things and tells him this is not a viable business, yeah. <laughs> but he does it because of the passion, you know, as long as. Hey, as long as you're not in a zero, right? Or, you know, not in the negative, I think you're doing okay with yeah, this. Yeah, and, and you can only hope. I, and, and, you know, I think sometimes – and look, and in, in the sense of indies getting a bad rap because of this, I think also promoters tend to get a bad rap Yeah. because yeah. You, you see so many scumbag promoters out there. And I, don't, um, I, I feel lucky enough, and I found this out. I, and I discovered this this weekend. It's I, I'm lucky to be working for Inspire from the fact that I know the guys that I work under really are out for our all of our best interests and aren't going to try to dick anyone over. Yeah, and I think I, also like even if you're a fan or whatever. You know, you're putting your hard-earned money into that. You know, nobody's getting rich off of this at this point. No, absolutely I mean, I, not. I, I, I do not know the financials of being a promoter or anything like that, but I'm very, I think I could fairly surely say nobody's getting rich off of this stuff. I mean, we're everybody's there because they want to be, you know, or I, I, at least I would hope, you know. Um, yeah. And, and all the dirt and whatever and everything is just like people being pissy about things and having bad attitudes. Uh, you know, if somebody's shitty, you know, in a promotion and they get ejected because nobody wants to deal with that because nobody's getting paid enough. Nobody's, you know, there's no reason to have these jackasses stick around, you know? Yeah. If you have a problem with them, you know? I, and I get that, you know? So I don't know anybody making that much bank off of pro wrestling unless you've had your day in WWE, you know, mm-hmm. or, or, or something and some like of them, that. And I will say the people that are really good and the people that re- are, I, I will say there's some people that haven't reached that top level that can still, I think, make their living off independent wrestling. Of course. But it comes, it comes to being professional and it comes to knowing, and like you said, it comes to treating it like a business mm-hmm. and not. That's a problem. And, and this is, this is, a, this is something that's not just a wrestling business problem. Um, a lot of creatives, are, like, I know I have the promise. Like, man, I really like making video stuff. I really like making content, but man, I'm not really good at the business part of being a business, you know. Um, yeah. And and I think I think some people that have a better mind for it, like your Cole Cabanas and guys like that, you know, or maybe they have the right people helping them out on the business side of things, you know, saying, hey, maybe this isn't a best adventure for you right right now. Versus, yeah. I, I you know, like so many guys have talked to, the mentality is get out, place, get booked, get this, get this, get this, you know, and you take whatever because it's available and and you know versus you know 
I really do just, you know, that independent contractor thing. Like I see, I look at wrestlers as freelancers in their trade, just like a freelancer that does web design, you know, and that I have a lot of discussion about. Um, and it's, you know, taking that job, is that job worth it for what it is for the experience, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know, that's, this is a longer conversation, but you know, that's, that's kind of my take yeah, on it. It's something I, I, I assume that we will be talking about uh, weeks down the line when we <laughs> cover more independent wrestling. Yes, and hopefully some of our guests will help us out with some of that discussion as well. Uh, so, hey, give me some more pause. Let's bring it back around. Let me some positive. What's, what's going on in the indies uh, this weekend? I know I have some stuff locally to talk about, but you go first. Definitely. There's some really, really good stuff happening in independent wrestling this weekend. Uh, past two weeks on the Indie Mayhem show, we've been talking with Evangelistico and Pierre Abernathy about this event, and it is this weekend, May 2nd, in Alton, Illinois. That's uh, Friday. Uh, St. Louis Anarchy's stacked event. Uh, I cannot encourage you enough, if you are listening to this show and you are near Alton, Illinois, uh, which is near St. Louis, go to this show. This, I am so unbelievably jealous that I cannot see this card live. This is top to bottom one of the craziest, most putting it all out there cards that I've seen. Um, main event: Gary J defending the St. Louis Anarchy title against Takaki Wanabe, who, uh, as you may have heard, is competed for Inspire Pro mm-hmm. um, from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Chris Hero against Davey Vega, which is going to be absolutely insane. Um, ACH against Alex Shelley, which should be even more insane. Um, there, so this show tons. is your wet dream. It really, I mean, it is my favorite guys that I've seen. I've had the pleasure of seeing wrestle compete with some of indie wrestling's best. Um, Kyle O'Reilly against Jonathan Gresham, which should be amazing. Um, Jojo Bravo, who I'm an uh, immensely huge fan of, taking on Danny Cannon, who's breaking out a lot in the Midwest. Um, there's a Lethal Lottery, uh, which is going to happen, and, and there's really, really cool stuff on that card. Uh, I've said it, and multiple people have said it before, but St. Louis Anarchy, in my opinion, is the best-kept secret in the Midwest. Their stuff's amazing. Uh, Pierre Abernathy, who we talked to last week, who is the promoter for St. Louis Anarchy, is producing high-quality stuff. Um, just giving it all, I think, for these shows. And it's really, really good stuff. Um, so I encourage you to check them out, St. Louis Anarchy, this weekend, May 2nd, in Alton, Illinois, for hashtag stacked. Uh, and I believe you can go to slawrestling.com for more information and for tickets. Um, also, we talked uh, during the whole stuff about Hardcore Road Trip about a company that reimbursed Gregory Iron uh, in Smash Wrestling. Oh. Uh, they will be having an event this weekend, uh, and that is uh, their gold event uh, that's in Toronto uh, this Sunday. So if you're ca- in Canada, if we have some Canadian listeners, uh, please check that out. Uh, this looks like a really, really fun show. Uh, they have a tournament uh, which features guys like Kevin Steen, uh, Chris Hero, Mike Elgin, Johnny Gargano, Matt Cross, um, Takaki Watanabe, like we mentioned before. Um, tons of really cool stuff. The, this card looks really, really fun. Um, and it, it's look smash wrestling, uh, from what I've heard, I actually know a couple of people that have attended events in the past and, and they produce some really, really amazing stuff as well. Um, 
So if you are a Canadian wrestling fan, go check these guys out. Uh, uh, that's uh, this Sunday in Toronto. Uh, if you want more information, you can go to smash-wrestling.com uh, to go check them out. And, and then um, it looks like they're having maybe five more shows during that month uh, of May as well. Again, all, all up in uh, around the Tor- Toronto area. So it looks like they're doing something really good. I'm seeing something for, on here for TV tapings. So I, I, I know have, they have their stuff up on Smartmark Video okay. as well. So. so keep an eye out. I mean, that's a lot of good names on there. So this might be a fun one to watch. Cool. Definitely. Cool. Awesome. And then you said you had some events uh, yes. in your area? Yes. Um, uh, VOW, local guys, uh, actually mentioned uh, by uh, Jimmy Nuts in our interview earlier. Um, they're actually doing two shows. I was shocked to hear this because I know I talked to the promoter before. They're like, oh, every three months, I would bring in a name, we'd do some stuff. Have some really good hot crowds uh, promoting a lot. They've been mixing the music. And I understand it's been working out a lot better. I actually have not been to one of their shows. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. What was that? Probably early last year, maybe. Hmm. Um, the one where they literally tore the ceiling down. <laughs> that was the incident where Logan Shulo, and he's doing the heavy metal Jesus, and the, and, and he takes a guy up for the uh, uh, power driver, kicks out half of the ceiling because it's way too low, and it's a uh, drop ceiling, so the metal part drops down in the way of a cross. And I'm like, my God, dude, your legend just keeps growing, doesn't it? Um <laughs> But they're having one uh, Maximum Mayhem. I'm having a problem with some of these names. Uh, alliterations. <laughs> really I like wrestling shows with alliterations. Yes, yes. Uh, but they're going to have a lot of fun, including Jimmy Nuss, Ryan Rain. He mentioned that uh, as well. Uh, kind of the who's who of who's in the area. I like it because to me, this is a mashup of the two groups that don't work together. Actually, three groups that don't work together. Uh, take it a little bit here, and they're all working together for these guys that have nothing to do with anybody in Pittsburgh. Uh, but they're outside Pittsburgh about an hour away. This one's in Uniontown, PA. Um, they are doing DVDs and everything, but I'm not entirely sure where they're at online. So maybe I'll get the lowdown on that this weekend. Generation Dead, we've been talking about. We love in RWA. Um, I think this is where they started. Ryan Mitchell, of course, has been on the show before. Um, also, we talked about last week with the RWA. Super Beast versus Patrick Hayes. That sounds like fun. Um, <laughs> Facade's going to be there in, uh, against uh, Chris LaRusso for the Hypersonic Division title. I love the names of these. Hypersonic. They have a VOW Anarchy Championship, and they have a Hypersonic Division, uh, which would be their cruiserweights, of course. And then just the tag teams got tag team uh, but this is one of those that always had ladies um you know before rwa really you know rwa just started their women's title um and and they're they look like they're going to be dedicated to doing women's wrestling these guys the next night i'm so happy somebody in the area is doing this they're going to do vixens mayhem the next night saturday night <laughs> all right um now, I, I know Marty Bell on here. Um, I, I'll try to pull up a na- uh, name list on here. But the thing that sold me, uh, we told Jimmy Nuts off air this, Super <laughs> Oprah versus G-Raver. Awesome. As a special feature I, I've match. I've seen some Super Oprah, and, and Super Oprah is some fun stuff. It is. It is. I've seen He's been in IWC. He's been on Prime. He's been on... Uh, 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 what's the other one? RWA. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> He's been all over the place and has loved it every time. Actually, some of these are familiar. Allison K. I think is yeah, one on I, the radar. Allison K. Uh, Jesse of, K. Uh, WSU fame. Leah Von Dutch, uh, who I've heard a, a few times before. Jesse K. Um, 
Yeah, it looks actually looks like a really good lineup. Um, that's going to be, I mean, it, right here is saying it's 30 minutes for Pittsburgh, 20 minutes from Connellsville. So if you guys are out east, um, that, that's it's going to be a fun show. Uh, you can get uh, tickets on show clicks. I'm, I'm going to the door. It's like 10 bucks extra to get my two tickets. Um, but no, it, it's I have I'm. I have a night off, guys. Holy crap. I have a night off in the middle of May. Uh, so, And there's a wrestling show that I want to go to. And I'm going to do it. Uh, I'm, I got 90% assuredness that I'm going to the show. Uh, so uh, I'm hoping I can talk to you about that next week. Awesome. So. Very cool. All right. So with that, I guess that's it, man. I think that's all we got. Good indie wrestling. Thanks a lot, Jimmy Nuts. Uh, really awesome to talk to you uh, uh, tonight on the show. So go check him out at the Flockavelli. Look up Jimmy Nuts. On your Facebook, unless you're one of those creepy wrestling that that I didn't know that was a thing that existed. Like you know, I, I didn't creep- know it existed for uh, male wrestlers. I've seen it happen to female wrestlers. Oh, I'm sure for the female wrestlers, they can have it all the time. I guess it only makes sense, right? I, 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 it's good to hear, though. It's equal opportunity. Yes, yes. There's equal opportunity creepers for all you wrestlers and wrestling <laughs> fans. I, I I don't know. However, that is, I. Yeah. I, I I'm just I'm just glad I'm a lowly commentator. I'm just I glad I'm not even on the radar of people with <laughs> Yes. So I only have to worry about a couple of the wrestlers sending me weird shit, but that, that's that's crazy. Um Hey Jimmy. Um anyways, <laughs> uh you can check us out, wrestlingmayhemshow.com, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, um uh, iHeartRadio, of course, Spreaker. Uh please comment, like us, share us. You know, if you if you dig this kind of stuff, support indie wrestling, please support us so we can support indie wrestling. Um and you can also drop us a line at good times at wrestlingmayhemshow.com. Subject line indie so you can separate us from the other show. 412-206-WMS0. Uh, leave us a voicemail message. Message, Twitter at Mayhem Show. Look for Wrestling Mayhem Show on Facebook, Google Plus, YouTube. Oh, I already said that part. Every Tuesday, we're here 11 p.m. Eastern Time at live.sorgatronmedia.com. We'll have a guest. That's the plan. Guest every week. He does a week. I do a week. I got somebody really special uh, lining up, but I want. I just want to make sure we're cool before we start talking about that. And of course, I'm sure we'll hear about your guess very soon amen yeah you keep updated on uh at mayhem show you may see announcement excellent i think we got some fun stuff we got a lot of people that want to be on the show i know i'm running into i don't know about you amen uh so in the meantime support indie wrestling we'll see you next time